Hello. Hello. So we are back to re-talk about everything that's going on in Marvel um, since the last time we chatted. Because now WandaVision is on episode 7. And we have full trailers for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Do we have another one for Loki? Yes. Okay, well, I don't think I've actually paid attention to that one. But I've definitely seen the Falcon and Winter Soldier one quite a few times. (laughs) Enough to analyze it. Enough to analyze it. So, we are just going to come back and talk about maybe what we had wrong, maybe what we had right. Maybe new developments in our thought process. Okay. Start with WandaVision. Let's go. (laughs) So we, there's what, going to be, what, 10, 15 episodes? There's quite a few. How many? Uh, WandaVision, there's nine episodes. Nine episodes. So we're almost there. Yeah. Um, we're on episode seven, and obviously we're going to be talking about what's actually going on in the show, so spoiler alert for everything, for hearing about everything that goes on in WandaVision, um, in case you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> spoiler so, alert. Obviously, spoiler alerts for WandaVision. Everything else hasn't come out yet, so there's not quite spoiler alerts. It's just what's gone on in the trailers. But we're on episode seven. Um, we just figured out that it was Agatha all along. No. I've had that song <laughs> stuck in my head for like three days now. Oh my god, it's such a good song. They have such good like opening songs for every episode. It's been amazing. Oh, true. And like all the little motifs that they've been having, like um, Bewitched, Modern Family for the newest one, Malcolm oh, uh, yeah. in the Middle. I like the the calling out to the monsters for Agatha all along. That's yes. a pretty fun one. I like that one a lot. Um I mean, I was I've been a lot more surprised with like the music and the costume design for everything than the I thought Halloween I was going episode. to be. <laughs> oh my god. The fact that they were all in their like the comic book outfits. I'm obsessed with that. And Pietro's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that it was definitely a look. Good or bad, it was definitely one of them. Listen, we've been quoting <laughs> Unleash Hell Demon Spawn for the past two weeks. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I that is amazing. Um but yeah, we've uh we've gotten pretty far into the series. We are only a couple weeks out from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Which I'm very excited about. That's what, like, three weeks now? That's the 19th, I know, but... It's March 19th, yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, how many weeks from now that is. Three? Uh, It's, uh... I don't know how many weeks exactly, but it's about a month. Okay, yeah, it is a month. I think it's four weeks. Okay, cool. Um, so... You know, speaking about Agatha, Agatha Harkness, um... I saw a lot of people who had this theory beforehand. I don't think we did, but I know that because I did not know who Agatha was before I saw the theories about it. Old character there. Really yeah. old. <laughs> and, then, and then another character, people were talking about Mephisto. I think I'm saying yes. his name right. 
I don't know who that is at all. Okay. Yeah, I had asked you a couple minutes ago if you'd seen Ghost Rider because effectively he's the main antagonist for most of Ghost Rider because he's the guy who made Johnny Blaze the Ghost Rider. At least I think the movie stayed pretty accurate with the comic origin. Um, his dad was dying. He he had uh, lung cancer. And so Mephisto catches him at, at a crossroads because it's, you know, supernatural crap. He catches him at a crossroads and he's like, yo, I got an issue with my, uh, with my son over here. If, if you help me out, I'll save your dad. So Johnny Blaze is like, yeah he's like all he's thinking about is just please save my dad please save my dad so he takes the deal and um his dad ends up just dying in another way type ordeal uh he was gonna die anyways so he saved him from the cancer but he made him die in a stunt because johnny blaze and his dad were like uh evil knievel types yeah and um Mephisto is effectively just a con artist. He's like, mm-hmm. he just wants souls. That's that's his main thing. He just wants as many souls as he can get. It's all about getting his, you know, it's the old uh, devil versus God thing. Yeah. Um. So he, I guess, is a main, not antagonist. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like. How, yeah, but <laughs> he hires Agatha a lot, I guess, is a good way to put it. Kind of like Kingpin. How Kingpin will okay. will be with um with like Hammerhead and uh, all the Spider-Man villains. He'll kind of hire him out to do his bidding. Mephisto yeah. does that. A pimp. <laughs> yeah, that's a way of putting it. He's, he's a pimp. He is. But and... not like a bad one. Well, bad one, but not, like, that kind of bad. Yeah. So, I guess in that old Vision in uh, Scarlet Witch comic, he had hired Agatha to... D- I'm not exactly sure on that storyline. I know events that happen. But I know he hires her to do something that he needed. Whatever his, like, little plot was at that point, she was doing it for him. Hmm. So there's a history there in the comics of those two being related in any way. And I I saw in, you know, the Agatha all along opening sequence, she's controlling Pietro. And they didn't really go into much other detail from that. Well, she at least brought Pietro there. I'm not yeah. I'm not sure that I'm quite sold on her necessarily controlling Pietro but she at least brought him there yeah so now I'm like kind of thinking as I piece it together Wanda might not be controlling everyone in the hex no no which is like that's like just now getting pieced together by me I don't (laughs) even know that she's controlling anybody in the hex necessarily like I know she can, as she wants to, bend people's will, but I don't know if she's the one initially having done... Pepper! Sorry. (laughs) As having initially done it. I think maybe Agatha started it, and then as she needed people's wills to change, 
she stopped it. Hmm. I mean, she she would um. What's she would you know change people's wills to meet her needs in the moment, but it wasn't her initially causing it. She's just kind mm-hmm. of pushing them along a track that she needs. Yeah, and kind of speaking of, I remember um, in our last podcast we had assumed this has something to do with Doctor Strange. I'm not saying it doesn't, but he hasn't been introduced yet. No, I but... think it's it's a starting type catalyst for whatever the events are going to be in the multiverse of madness like we're seeing the pietro from the um fox x-men universe pop in so it's setting up the fact that hey there's a doorway that's been made between these different universes we know that andrew garfield and toby mcguire have been cast and um jamie fox alfred molina they're talking with willem dafoe who was green goblin we know there's going to be a spider-verse um multiverse movie going on there it's just it's starting a trend of how does this work how are we getting this multiverse together how are we um is there like a bridge that we have is there is it magic how are we connecting these universes type ordeal yeah i uh i've seen quite a few theories um (laughs) saying that now that pietro is is in WandaVision that the X-Men are going to start coming in? Yes, and that's what I'm hoping. I more so am hoping for Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Like, Definitely. Oh, my God. You know he's going to call it out. So, he's going to, like, he's going to pop yeah. in and he's going to be like, huh, what the heck? Whoa. Either he's going to pop in or in his third movie, he's going to be like, yeah, everyone got to meet the Avengers except for me. For me. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Which, like, I have a special spot in my heart for Deadpool because that was the first Marvel movie I ever really? saw. Technically the first, like, superhero movie I saw and actually paid attention to. Like, obviously, like, I was shown it as a kid, but as a kid, I, like, never really paid attention because it wasn't for me. It was for my dad, yeah. you know? So I never really paid attention. And that's, like, why, like right before quarantine and like leading into quarantine is when I started to become obsessed because I'm like oh now I can make decisions for myself and pay attention to all of these movies and watch them many times I watched Iron Man 1, 2, and 3 for the first time like last week (laughs) see that was what wrote me in was I um well I've been going since the original Spider-Man movies like uh, Tommy McGuire's Spider-Man came out in 2002. I saw that. I saw Spider-Man 2. I saw Spider-Man 3, Fantastic Four, all of those in theaters. All of them. That's been like, that was me and my dad's thing. I was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I realized this. <laughs> you you were sitting in the theater. I was sitting in my mom's womb, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Same time. Um, so yeah, and I never really watched him as a kid, mostly because... I just never was really interested, Mm -hmm. I guess. As a kid, I was more so like, let's do ballet and sparkles and rainbows and um, pretty things. And not boy movies. Like, that was very much a mentality I had. So I'm happy that I'm able to watch it now and, like, not really have that thought. But I watched all of the Iron Man movies, and now he's in one of my top three. Oh, dude, he's... (laughs) Robert Downey Jr. set the precedent for me, like... When I saw Iron Man, I was like, whoa, this dude is so cool. Like, I think that was that was 2008. I would have been 10. That was, like, 
when I really started like getting into superhero movies. Yeah. Like I would kind of watch them casually, except for Spider Man. Now Spider Man, I've seen an obscene amount of times that and the Ben Affleck <laughs> Daredevil because that was like that was my childhood crushes. But um, no, Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man just kind of set the precedent, and I think he was for a lot of people our age too because you know like you would have been you how old were you in twenty ten uh two thousand eight like. 2008, I would have been six. Okay, so, I mean, as a general, like, our age range, that would have been, like, when you would start really watching movies a lot more. Yeah. Kind of sucks that I waited until I was 17 um, (laughs) to watch these movies. I think the first one that I watched and, like, sat down and paid attention to was, really sadly, Infinity War. Like, I, that's the one that I saw in theaters. That's the first in-theater movie that I saw. Um, and I was start like, somewhere, though. who is that person? Why is he dying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I just learned this person's name and he's dead now. Wow. You know? Yeah. And with like, with Iron Man, especially like, I think that's why they used him the way they did in Endgame 2 is people got really attached to Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Like that's who started this. That's yeah. Who's been. He yeah, like Iron he's Man. been with us since the beginning. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's a nostalgia value that they really played on in that movie and I in retrospect, I appreciate them for that. At the time being, I was devastated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Endgame was really sad. And honestly, now I'm kind of happy that I can go back and rewatch everything knowing how it ends. Um because it, I, I feel honestly kind of like it hurts a little bit less. Oh yeah, no. To like, to like know how he dies and how his story ends. I'm, I'm sitting there watching like big epic fight scenes, and I'm like, yeah, but he has a kid in a few years. I'm excited to see where Morgan goes. Oh yeah. Oh my god. The amount that I've thought about her. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I want to see where her character goes. Same. Um. Anyways, we got, like, really off topic from WandaVision. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it, this is just how it's gonna go. Um, so in the last episode, um, Agatha had the twins. She took the twins because uh, Wanda is going through, like, a depressive episode. And honestly, same. Um, <laughs> Quarantine mood. But she's, like, going... <laughs> she's having an episode right now. Um, and... Uh, she takes the kids. I want to know, first off, where the hell are the kids? Where did she take them? I swear to God, if they went in the basement. Okay. Um, that is part of the Wanda and Scarlet... I'm trying to say Wanda and Scarlet Vision. Vision <laughs> and Scarlet Witch storyline. That whole storyline was Agatha pretty much, um, pretty much WandaVision. It's her manipulating Wanda into creating, teaching her how to create kids with her envision because she wanted those kids. She was, you know, grooming Wanda to steal away her children, effectively. Mm. Because yeah, she (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Wait. Wait. I just had a thought. 
So in the beginning of that episode, when everything is like changing, you know, the game controllers, the sofa, all that sort of yeah. stuff, um, the milk changes. Yes. And there's a missing kids poster on the side of it. I want to now, like, I want to think that that might have something to do, like, thinking about where the kids you went. You mean, like, the... Maybe Agatha was, like, I, I have no idea. I'm, like, I piecing this together as I'm speaking. I can't that's one of the kids, maybe, but... from, you know, how she's effectively kidnapped thousands of people. If it's just, you know, one of those kids. Yeah. Or if, like you said, it has anything to do with Billy and Tommy. Yeah, which, like, I mean, um, what's her name? Darcy and Vision. Talking earlier on in the episode when he was like, oh, are my kids safe? And she said, I'm not really sure about that. Um, Maybe this might have something to do with it. Because, I I mean, as far as they were talking about, those are her kids. They're not someone else's kids. Yeah, no, they're physically her children. But, but. Whether or not they're safe. And I want to know, like, I don't think she's oh, no, controlling no. them. Scarlet Witch or Agatha? No, I really... Either of them. I don't think, I don't think Wanda's controlling them. I don't Agatha think might so, be. realistically. Um, they have a lot more awareness and free will to what's going on. And... Hmm. I don't think if they were being controlled that Billy was trying, would have been, you know, aware of and trying to maybe even read Agatha's mind. Like, he made the comment, I like it because it's so quiet here. You're so quiet. He couldn't hear her thoughts. She's been, she's able to magically shield her thoughts and shield her being from Billy. Hmm. Sorry. Now my dog is barking. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that, I don't know. Um, what's his name? The, like, guy who's in charge of, like, the teams or whatever. What is his name? Why can't I think of his name? Hayward. I read a theory saying that he, um, no, he was from a different universe as well. And I don't know as if I believe it, but I do believe that. I read the theory, like, through and through, because they're saying how Wanda has never been called and Scarlet they even, Witch in the MCU. Yeah. She's always been known as Wanda. And him, at that one point when they were, like, debriefing about Wanda, was like, oh, she's and, never had yeah. any other fun names. Uh, and Jimmy Moo was just like, no, she doesn't. She's just Wanda. So I'm thinking maybe, because they said... The only time she's been called Scarlet Witch is in the X-Men universe or whatever. That's the only time she's ever been called Scarlet Witch. She's never been called it in the MCU. So they're thinking maybe he's from there because he knows her she as Scarlet Witch. She hasn't been referenced in the X-Men movies, so I'm not sure that I would really buy that. Because oh. um, Marvel well, owned the rights to the Scarlet Witch character because she was an Avengers character. And an X-Men character, so during the split. She's more so Avengers Mm. than X-Men. Yeah. I did read, um, when I was looking up all all of, you know, this stuff for myself, I read that 
in the X-Men universe or whatever, um, Pietro has a girlfriend. Yes. And I... Tell me why I didn't know she has the same name as me. I forgot about that. Um, I Gosh, I haven't watched that movie in years. Probably legitimately since the year it came out. Because a lot of the X-Men movies after X3 were just barnacles except for Logan <laughs> like yeah. barnacles they were bad they were I okay. haven't even seen yeah. Dark Phoenix at this point because I'm just I'm so done with what Fox did to the X-Men franchise like the first time Deadpool hmm. showed up he that was an X-Men Origins Wolverine he they butchered it. They gave him like teleporting powers, which he could teleport, but that was with a belt. They also had his mask looking like um, it was just like burned onto his face. Effectively, they sewed his mouth shut, so he couldn't talk. Like the main Ooh. aspect of his personality or characterization. But Ooh. um, yeah, and his katanas came out of his arms Ooh. too. Yeah, that gives me. The it was itch. bad. <laughs> And it only now got I worse from there on That's out. Gross. They messed up their own uh, storyline between First Class and Days of Future Past and um, the regular movies, and just it's it's a whole it's a whole mess. Deadpool, but he doesn't talk. What kind of character is that? One that a boring one, one. that Deadpool boring ass went one. and shot seven times. <laughs> Oh, he's the one who created actually, the multiverse. Actually, <laughs> with the fact that he went and he shot actually. that Deadpool, he shot, you know, the whole time travel thing at the end of Deadpool 2. That's a good point, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, like, he's we just cracked the, code. the multiverse thing. He went and he <laughs> shot Ryan Reynolds before he... <laughs> we just cracked the code. Before he filmed... <laughs> he shot Ryan Reynolds he before shot he filmed Green Lantern, like... <laughs> He's already done the multiverse thing. That's yeah. Literally, the reason for the multiverse. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so funny, dude. He's the reason that it wouldn't be at this point. Blame everything on Far Fetched to say that. This is oh oh my god. Honestly, if we go back and listen to this when (laughs) when we figure out who the created oh i'm sorry who created the multiverse and it's deadpool i don't think you know oh like creating but who kind of oh my god pioneered travel put a put a put a ripple in it agatha goes to put a ripple in the, in the X-Men franchise she picks the wrong one <laughs> it's just deadpool <laughs> it's deadpool <laughs> imagine oh my god um that would be so funny if they brought Deadpool into WandaVision and he was just not allowed to swear. Like, he would try to swear. And yes. Have you seen The Good Place? Oh my god, it's okay. like The Good Place. Like, forking shirt balls. That's, oh my god, imagine him say, like trying to swear, but Wanda is censoring him. Even worse, he just, he can't even, it just comes out like a fax machine noise. He's just censored. <laughs> and they turn and they're like, who is censoring him? It's been and Agatha. it's just like Agatha. It's Mephisto. 
<laughs> it's Mephisto. He has a little sensor hey, they, machine. Paul like Bettany said button. the big reveal hasn't happened for WandaVision. It could be Ryan Reynolds. I I want it to be Ryan Reynolds so badly. Funny. Oh my god. If they were to bring anyone from that universe, it, okay. I want it to be Ryan Reynolds. It would either have to be him or Magneto for me. Well, Magneto's that's Scarlet's dad, well, so I, I mean. Speaking of, um, what is your favorite commercial that they had? Probably Lagos. Do you have one? That was just that was rough. That was like mm. a that was. I just I cringed as I watched it. I'm like, ouch, man. I think the one that I. Uh... I it had for me it has to be um the oh, Strucker watch. That one. Like actually reading into it, like that was when I realized like, oh, these commercials have an actual meaning. So yeah, the and that first it. one? Um That's an Agents of Shield reference. Yes. In Agents of Shield is it? um Colson goes on about how Hydra brainwashed people with the soap. Which sounds stupid in retrospect. No, the, that's the 70s yeah. one. Oh, that's right. No, the first that's one was right. the yeah. Stark Toaster. I, this, the, so I did not catch on to that one. We can go back to the soap one. But the Stark Toaster, I like. I didn't understand it at first. I had to like go on TikTok and like God bless the people of TikTok who explain everything. Like, dumb it down as far as possible so that I can understand. Um, they were explaining, because um, I did not catch on, that that was supposed to be the bomb that landed next to her and Pietro, um, the Stark bomb, that they didn't move for two days because they were scared it was going to go off. Yeah. Dude, I did not, I did not know that. Like, I, it went completely over my head. And I, you know, I watched the show to, like, I don't know if it's just me. I, like, look in the background. Like, I'm not even paying attention to what's going on. I'm, like, looking in the background. What are they holding? What are they saying? Like, all that sort of stuff. For the people who don't watch it for the, like, ulterior yes. motive meaning for everything, I feel like they have to be, like, completely, like, confused. I'm confused, and I'm looking for all of the meanings in everything. Yeah. Like watching the show and not knowing anything and there's, from the background. There's a lot of references that they've hit in, in like pretty much every single episode. Like they've referenced the villain Reaper in the intro to the the Bewitched episode, the cartoon intro. They referenced Reaper there, mm. um, who's who's a big Avengers villain, like an old Avengers villain. Um, Mm-hmm. Again with the Hydra soap that that was an Easter egg, like you said, the, the Stark toaster. The only one that I do not understand, and all I can figure is the Reality Stone. Um, I mean, not the Reality, Stone, the Infinity Stone um, motif to the commercials. That's that's all I can place. The one with the magic. I'm. Tr- yeah, the shark one with the, with the, the kid. Uh, shark one. Yes, the magic yogurt. It just it it's out there. Um, I I've been trying to understand it. 
um some person on tiktok i don't remember who but it's this guy who goes through and like analyzes the commercials for everything he had gone through and said something about it's the only one that doesn't have the people that everyone suspects um is supposed to either um reference wanda or reference her parents so those are like the the i guess representation of that man and the woman who are always in the commercials um but yeah it's the only one that doesn't have them so this guy he said something about it maybe being about her and pietro um the fact that he died and she got to keep her powers and that's like she was upset about that i don't know how much i believe that i i also heard a theory saying that it was um something to, to do with the kids or something about the power with the kids. I have no idea. Yeah, It's really I mean, like out of left field for me though. Legitimately doesn't make sense. All I can figure is it's a soul stone reference. Yeah. It's either that or like you said. The Maybe. Pietro and Wanda type reference. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's kind of out of left field. But you know. The people of TikTok are doing God's worth god's work explaining these commercials because a lot of these things like i would have looked over and i'm looking for the meaning and everything um but i know in this episode with wanda um when her and monica are fighting uh and she says something about how Hayward wants Wanda to be the villain and she said something about how she already is the villain or she might already be the villain I feel like that might I want to hope and pray that that's that's you know not a double meaning like I want her to not be the villain I really like I I love if her. She's, I don't if want she her to be is considered one, it's an unwitting type situation. Like with Age of Ultron, she's being used by Agatha. Yeah. Yeah. So I really don't want her to be the villain. I think Agatha is just making her think that she's a villain. Maybe yeah, Hayward. Just, Maybe just everyone bad. is making she's her think that she's a villain, but she really is. Like she still lives with that guilt. Yeah. Then again, she also. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's having a, a little bit of a mental breakdown. <laughs> I'll cut her some. Spl- I'm not excusing it. I'm cutting she's some her slack moment. about understanding the, you know, the motive, maybe. Yeah. The grief. The grief. Um, <laughs> that's, that's so funny to me. Because I, going into this, I forgot that Wanda was dusted in Infinity War. Like, genuinely, she was just not the one that I was concerned about. Um, So, I was thinking, like, why did she wait five years to do this? Um, Not completely realizing that she had just come back from being dusted. Maybe a couple weeks before, Um, I think is what they said. But, like... Yeah. But, like, she... Her first thought was... Let me go find my dead boyfriend's body. <laughs> Which, like, it's kind of sad. Like, I mean, it's sad because, you know, they're like, 
you know, dating, they were in love, all that sort of stuff. But like Darcy said, and I went back and watched this when Darcy was like, oh yeah, I think you two are meant to be together. My main thought, like, I don't know if Vision was thinking this, but my main thought was like, all Darcy has like referenced was the like four or five episodes up until this point, six episodes up until this point. And oh, they're so in love. They're meant for each other. But that's Wanda's been like yeah, kind of controlling exactly. him this whole time. So like, I mean, if I could tell my boyfriend what to do and when to do it, and he would, it would look like we were in love. <laughs> like deeply, deeply in love. But he doesn't have free will exactly. at that point. So, you know? So I don't know how much she actually is controlling him. Up until, you know, when he became aware of what was going on with everyone else. I'm sorry, I had somebody talking to me. Repeat that. Um, it was, I don't know how much free will he really had up until this point. Because he said he doesn't remember anything from uh, what was See, what I think that is the hex. Effectively, it's like a computer. If you've powered down that computer for long enough, the memory... Yeah. Like the the RAM on a computer goes away as soon as you power it down. All the working memory that he had at that point that was not already hard programmed in is gone. He had he'd effectively been in uptime, mm-hmm. you know, been turned on, working on the same RAM for the past however many years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would have been twenty fourteen to twenty twenty. That was twenty eighteen was technically when that the dust thing happened. So, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's been working off that memory and Thanos pulled the Mind Stone and he, <laughs> I'm gone. All that memory's gone. So he's back to Jarvis, yeah. like OG Jarvis program. He doesn't know anything. Everything that he knows has mm-hmm. been programmed in there by Wanda. Yeah. Well, I did see something saying that part of the reason why it, he's not completely controlled by Wanda is when Shuri was working on him. Because she was, I don't know, because he has Ultron, he's had Ultron, Shuri, and now Wanda all sort of like working on him. Also Tony Stark, but that's just Jarvis. Um, but he's had all these people, you know, working on him, making him who he is. So... I read something saying the reason that he's not completely, like, under her control when it comes to, like, the mind control is because she hasn't, she doesn't have control over his whole body. Because Shuri had put up, I don't know, maybe, like, firewalls or something. She put up some sort of, like, wall around what she was doing. But that's also, she's working on the Mind Stone. So whatever she did, whatever Ultron did, those are different parts that Wanda may not be able to control. Anyways, we've talked about Wanda for about half an hour now. So, let's move on. Loki. I don't know anything about what's Um, going on, because I'd never had a Loki So, you know Infinity War, he, you know, the beginning. And then they go back to 2012. Yes. Yep, and try to get the Tesseract. Tesseract slits from their fingers. (laughs) 
2012 Loki is mm-hmm. Avengers Loki is now running around with a Tesseract free. I mean, he he's not going through the characterization, character development from yeah. Infinity, uh, not Infinity War, Thor: The Dark World to Thor: Ragnarok, and everything in between. We're literally back to the stunted growth of mm-hmm. the peak of his <laughs> crazy phase. Yeah. Evilness. His crazy phase has lasted his like, entire life. It's Anyways. Just a phase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Legit. Over many thousands of years so, he's been alive. <laughs> he's got to go through that character development again. If not, straight up, you know, die and be reborn. We know for certain Lady Loki is coming in that show. Hmm. However, in the comics, Lady Loki was... Loki died and got reincarnated, came back as a woman. And then... What true. else would you want to come back And as? then he... She... <laughs> they... Um, I'm going to go with they just because at this point, Loki is gender fluid. Um... They come back again, yeah. you know, male presenting after dying a second time as Lady, as Lady Loki. And then that's yeah. when the kid Loki thing comes in. That vote Loki um, thing is, I think, immediately after the kid Loki phase. I'm not exactly sure. There's like a weird split that happens with Loki in the comics. Where he, when he comes back as a kid, he's trying to rewrite his own history effectively. He doesn't want to be the god of mischief anymore, he, the god of lies. He wants to be, like, I think he, he comes back and he's like, I want to be the god of truth. Because, you know, um, knowing lies means knowing truth as well, or something. There was, there's some logic there that he has. So it could be just them showing him going through that character development again for them to you know at the end of the show kill him off and then bring in a kid to play the character hmm. um so he's i yeah and that's that he's been, just gonna I do a bunch of time traveling that it's gonna be effectively just him jumping through time meddling with time mm-hmm. let loki stab C- caesar 2021 <laughs> No. I thought you were going to say Steve and I got really sad. Um, but I mean, maybe funny. he'll run into Deadpool while they're like time traveling together. I can't wait to see uh, Dr. Stephen Strange have to clean up after everyone else. That's going to be interesting. Because I'm assuming he's going to do some sort of cleaning, considering he's the one who's in charge of, um, like, everything. All of the multiverses. <laughs> I don't know if he's in charge, but I'm just going to say he's in charge. It feels like it. That's his sort of jam. So, I can't wait to see, you know, how he fits into every. This is get- This is the okay. phase of Stephen Strange. I think phase four is just going to be his phase. Um, Yes. Oh, it's fine. I mean, effectively, he's taking the phase of Stephen Strange. What Tony's position was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I'm excited. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, he's going to rule the MCU. It's going to be great. Him in charge of everyone. It's like a father running after all of his kids, like toddlers and stuff. The Avengers are just basically toddlers at this point. You got the two who are always fighting with each other. The one who just is always crying. I mean, the one who is always causing trouble. It could have been why they... Uh, they had, like, a comic where they were all, like, babies, and then you had Steve going after Bucky Bear, like, I mean, even with them, it... oh. Well, I was gonna say, fucking yeah, Sam children. and, uh, Sam and Bucky fighting, just They're constantly. literally all children. Make them I mean, go to therapy that's together. That's oh, so joke at this that. point. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Sam and Bucky going into couples therapy. Oh. A nice little transition for us. Um, I am so excited for that. This is going to be, I'm hoping, the comedic relief show exactly. that I needed in my heart and soul. We're going from having an average hours. of about 40 minutes of Bucky content to like, oh my god, Same. six hours of Bucky content. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to, kind of person uh, I'm going to become when he actually has my a personality. Over here. <laughs> of like, um, I'm sorry what you're going to have to deal with when that show comes out. Yeah. I'll just constantly be cosplaying as Bucky Barnes. It's not a phase, Mom! Just literally like smudging your eyeliner just everywhere. Be- becoming Bucky Barnes. Yeah, that's gonna be the new fashion trend of 2021. Um, I'm very excited. I'm excited. Oh, because of the release of where he doesn't even have any makeup on. Yeah. Um, but he he is gonna have short hair. I love it. Which. I've seen people debate it. I like it. I think he looks very handsome. But then again, I just love Sebastian Stan. So (laughs) I will probably think he looks handsome no matter what. Um, (laughs) Aren't we all? Um, But I I am kind of hoping that this is going to be like a freeing moment for him. I hope they make it a little bit more than just, oh, he has a haircut now. Um, Because... Hydra oh, yeah, didn't no. cut his hair. And they chose to do that. They definitely well, okay. chose to do also, that because he is waxed. When they originally everywhere brought else. Bucky back in 2004-2005 as the Winter Soldier, when Brubaker brought him back, the reason he had long hair, and I quote, mm. is because Ed Brubaker thought it looked cool. Thought it looked dramatic. The reasoning Ed Brubaker gave was in a trip in the 70s, Okay, in the comics, the longer he was away from Hydra and on a mission, the more his memories would start to come back. So, he would he would go on a mission. He'd be out for a while, and he'd be like, "Wait, what am I doing?" And then he would just like start wandering. At that point, he was like a freaking toddler. So, at one point, he goes on a mission, and he just I think huh. he straight up gets yeah. lost. And he's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, 
having a rush of memories and just gets lost and literally just forgets to cut his hair because he's gone for months like a long like a, a good long time so i mean that's the comic book explanation i mean who knows they could have just been like uh he blends in a little more looks less like this guy from the 40s that was in movies <laughs> with the long hair I'm so sad though. Like I loved his long hair. It's so dramatic. I mean, it's iconic. It's, it's very him. part of his character. He's very. But I mean, when he, when the yeah, in the comics again, it's a little different. He gets his memories back with the Tesseract slash Cosmic yeah. Cube. He literally like uses it like he during during the original Winter Soldier arc. Red Skull is trying to go for the Cosmic Cube. What's new? And Red Skull gets uh, gets in a room with Bucky and Steve. And then mm-hmm. Bucky has the Cosmic Cube. And he he uses it in that point And just gets all of his memories back at once. Like, there's no, like, waiting period from the MCU where he's writing in a journal, this, that, the other. No, it's just, like, all at once. And then he's dealing with that. And, Yeah. Oh no! I think he like he screams for a little bit. That would hurt. <laughs> like, at least like three <laughs> three comic panels there, and then mm, yeah, he after that is when Civil War like the com- the comic arc starts immediately after the Winter Soldier arc. So they're doing the Civil mm-hmm. War thing at the end of Civil War. Steve gets shot. And Bucky, who's still kind of dealing with the fact that he's back, he's got all his memories back, he's been the Winter Soldier for 70 years, he, he, he's kind of forced mm-hmm. to, take, to take the shield because Steve left it in his will to Bucky. And so that's when Bucky cuts his hair. He, he goes on trial after that, um, and then I think he grows his hair back out. But when he becomes Captain America is and comes back from being the Winter Soldier is when he cuts his hair. I would love to see have a trial tri- Well, what was called the Winter trial Soldier? of Captain America, but Winter Soldier go on trial because that it's such a good arc. Like it Yeah. Like I think them legally realizing exactly. like he is not guilty for it what Hydra him. did he to him. Credited. I think that would be that like that would be such a yeah, that would be such a big like moment for him. I would love to see a trial scene. He gets acquitted, um, pardon for his crimes, whatever. And yeah. then he cuts his hair as like a new beginning for himself. Oh my god. Exactly. Giving him an actual storyline, I don't know how also I'm going to feel that about that. During the trial of Captain America. I'm going to become a different person. They were worried about the Winter Soldier being in prison with everybody and having superpowers, so they made Tony Stark make him an arm that wasn't superpowers. Yeah. Yeah, that's a smart idea. But... Yeah, I I like I can't wait for Bucky to actually have a storyline, and a character arc, and like yes, any emotion other than Moody. Moody and I mean Mad, we had for I think Bucky. that's all we, we had really for got like ten minutes so far. <laughs> like, yeah, 
Yeah. And then he was dead. Dead in air Sorry. Oh, puppies. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to see him have like I I can't wait to see him and Sam like just be with each other. Like it's this a nice is gonna buddy be cop, such maybe. a good storyline <laughs> for both of them. Because, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like they're they're really putting it out there like oh yeah sam and bucky like they like kind of hate each other but they're best friends like that sort of thing i'm excited to see sam sort of step into this role of both you know being captain america and also being you know that yeah guy who helps veterans he worked at the va 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 he worked at the va he did you know group therapy for veterans he inspired, I'm hoping he inspired Steve yeah. to go to that group therapy thing that he did in uh, Endgame. And, like, I can't wait for him to, like, both be, you know, joking around with Bucky and all that, but also, you know, concerned for him, saying, you know, Steve left, so I want to be here to help you and take care of you. Bucky really is just the friend of Captain America. <laughs> or is Captain America. But... I'm just, I'm really excited to see where the two of them go together. Like, yes, they can be, like, playfully fighting, whatever. You know, the gears in your head. Oh, they're on fire. You know, that sort of thing. But at the same time, I think Sam's going to have a caring side for Bucky. I think he's going to have that side of, like, you know, he's a veteran. And I need to help him because, you know, this is his job. This is what he does. Other than, you know. Yes. And you did bring up a good point there. That I hadn't thought about until just now, but Sam already has experience with um, veterans with PTSD. That's an established fact. What is Bucky's main mm-hmm. issue? He's a veteran. I mean, he's going to be the probably the yeah, one PTSD. person in the MCU that's going to be able to number one relate to him, number two know how to help him through mm-hmm. all of his anything that's going on. Like, yeah, I know Sam has his mm-hmm. beef with Bucky just from the get-go because of the Winter Soldier, but yeah, he But at the same time, he's the one who's there. He's the one th- this is literally, like, his job. This is, like, the number one thing he was made to do was help people just exactly. like Bucky. Like, you know, leaving him with anyone else, it, they, you know, they could be friends, but they're not going to mesh well. Most of the other people in the MCU don't have firsthand experience with veterans who have PTSD. Other than, like, you know, PTSD versus veterans with PTSD, like, yes. you know, t- Tony Stark had PTSD from New York. You know, that was established in the second Iron Man movie, which... I watched um (laughs) and I took note of um but you know it it's gonna be a lot more challenging for anyone else to really relate to Bucky be able to help Bucky all that sort of stuff if you know they have no experience yes like less experience than Sam does I mean sure Tony's got he's got some experience um working through anxiety 
Number one, he would hate Bucky. Still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, again, he, one of those, does, it, it explains, his, his it doesn't parents, excuse the fact so. that, you know, hey, that logically this guy was brainwashed. He was not in control. At the same time, you got to look at it. Yeah. You got to look at it from somebody who's experiencing grief. But he killed his parents. <laughs> the guy that would know the most about anxiety, he's gone, yeah. would hate Bucky anyways. That's out of the picture. Um, sh- yeah. Um, yeah. And wouldn't want to help. What's he gonna do? Go talk to Bruce? I mean, we saw the one post-credit scene from Iron Man three. Not that kind of doctor. I mean, there's there's a limited number of people that would be able to help him. Yeah. And really, there's only one option, like you said. Yeah. But I mean. I I would offer up on the table Steve, but let me add a button there. I don't think it would be helpful because I don't know if it's just me, but I would rather talk to a therapist than a best friend because your best friend's always going to have you in mind. They're always going to be like, oh, well, you know, you should do this. You should do that because it's going to make you happy. Your therapist can straight up look at you. My therapist will straight yeah, up look a- at me and be like, Hey, that's concerning. Maybe you should take there's care of that. Maybe you should there, not like you do that anymore. You know, and not the, not oh, whatever makes you happy sort of thing. Yeah. Like, nope. as nice as it would be, I don't think Steve would be the one who would be able to actually I mean, he Bucky. might have a bias, if anything. Sam doesn't have that direction. bias He yet. might be like, yet. you know, <laughs> let they, him flounder. You know, but I don't think yeah. he's cold-hearted enough for that. Yeah, well, yeah, but I think he has more of the, you know, Steve left, and I'm sort of the only one who can step up and really help Bucky be, you know, the man who he's going to be in this, you know, this century, because there's only so much that Bucky can do for himself, and that's not that much, Um and this, yeah, you know, this is Steve, Steve, Sam's, this is literally Sam's job. This has been Sam's job for years since he, um, you know, since he stopped being the Falcon before Winter Soldier. I had to think of what movie that was. Um, you know, he was working at a VA, helping people. This is his job. So I want to see at what point does it go from just being, you know, friends or frenemies to... You know, I have to help this guy because there's no one else who's going to do it. This is my job. This is me helping someone who yes. needs my help. This is me helping a veteran. This is what I've been trained for. You know, I'm I'm excited to see because, you know, they went to therapy in the trailer. They went to couples therapy. So maybe they work through that and then they have, you know, that moment where they're throwing the shield in the trailer of like, this is the person who's, you know, exactly. going to help me through whatever I need to be helped through. This is a friend, you know. Um, but speaking of Falcon and Winter Soldier, we don't know anything about who that one chick is. There's, like, all those people who are putting, like, masks on and stuff. Like, obviously we know Zemo. Baron Zemo. Of course we know him. Exactly. But... Who and are those other people? I can't I really know. think of any I groups that are like. I need to figure that out. I mean, out. besides Hydra, <laughs> besides AIM, that are like inherent to the Captain America f- 
franchises in general. Yeah. Would you... Now, this is just me being curious, because, you know, I don't know as much as you do. But would you consider Zemo being part of Hydra? Because I would say that he's always sort of just, from what I know in the MCU, he's sort of just been alone. This has been a personal vendetta against the Avengers. He's never, like, at least from what I've known, he was attacking people in Hydra to get the book. He wasn't, like, just being infiltrating, being part of it to get the book. This has been his own vendetta sort of thing against the Avengers, against Winter Soldier, against all that stuff. In the MCU, no. Would you say he would be part of Hydra? Unless he could have started working with them at any given point after the Winter Soldier. He could have very well, you know, kind of joined forces... And made a agreement at any given point again, because the character, both Helmet and Heinrich Zemo, are both by nature Hydra. Like they were, they were big wigs in Hydra in the comics. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it, yes. I guess MCU we'll see. could be going to what extent he, he is part of Hydra. Not be Hydra, any. which to me is going to be a little weird because I mean, you know, I think Baron Zemo, I think Hydra, but I mean, it he could be doing it all personal vendetta wise. I mean, very much we could be being introduced to a new group because he's had a few years. He's had quite a few years to, you know, scour together whoever hates the Avengers and make his own little team of I hate the Avengers fan club, you know? (laughs) So this very could be, very well could be him, you know, finding other people who have a vendetta, who just want to see the Avengers fail. But, you know, I don't know how much, like, if there's never been anything that's been mentioned, could be like henchmen for him, maybe? But I've, you know, we saw like a young-looking. Girl. I feel like there could there could very well be a character that like I'm just you know overlooking at this point that she could be related to, you know, or straight up you know be as a like she could she could be a you know already established character in Marvel comics that I just you know can't think of at the moment, but she could also just be a new kind of character like how Helen Cho no actually I think Helen Cho was in the comics a little bit but um, I'm trying to think of who it was Darcy duh I'm, th- I'm looking right past it's right in front of my face Darcy as far as we know is not in the comics mm-hmm. <laughs> she was you know just brought in for Thor it could be a situation like that huh Yeah. I mean, I would I would really like to see if they wanted to establish a background for those characters. I would really genuinely like to see um it just like Zemo gathering together a team of people who just hate the Avengers. Like I don't know if it's just me, but that's like really funny. Just him being like, "Hey, calling for anyone want like a wanted poster, exactly. anyone who hates the Avengers. You want to join my bad guys club?" 
We're gonna beat him up. <laughs> the bad guys club. He fully embraces the fact that he's a bad guy. No, he wouldn't. Um, but, uh, let me see. I'm excited to see the club scene. Because I've seen the pictures of um, Sam Wilson, Anthony Mackie in that suit. Now, I don't like him like that, but oh my Fair. word, he looks good in that suit. <laughs> he does. He, Anthony Mackie is an attractive man. He is the oldest man on my list, I think. One of the oldest men on my list. He's older than Sebastian Stan. But he, in that suit, I am excited. Legit. I'm excited for it. Just to see <laughs> Sam just, know gonna, he looks salty, good. Though, That's going to be great. You know, they always had those pictures, you know, Bucky in the, the brown leather jacket and all those, like, on-set photos. And then I went and I spent all that money on that jacket. Turns out the blue jacket's mm. the main one from the show. Now I'm just salty. <laughs> when I got the blue jacket. It's so funny to me to think of, um, because there's scenes in there, you know, in, um, what was that? Civil War. I love how you Civil War, you know, he wears the Henley. Um, (laughs) I need need to say it with respect. Put respect on that shirt. Um, The Henley. Um, he, you know, obviously he owns shirts that cover his arm. He has a blue one in the trailer. He wears a hoodie in the trailer. Yet, it's so funny to me to think that there's just been outfits that he has worn that he's like, you know what? I need to show off the arm a little bit more and like rip his <laughs> leather jacket. <laughs> that would be so funny. Like, I just, I'm excited to see Sam, like, call out Bucky just being, like, stereotypical. Like, just straight up, like, imagine Sam just being like, why do you rip the sleeve off of your shirt? I thought you didn't want people go, to see it. Go now see you it. do want people to <laughs> Literally see it? Literally just edgy. That would be so funny. It makes him scared. <laughs> I'm just ripping his shirt on just, purpose. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Oh, okay. It's chaotic. I'm so excited. I, like, I love the chemistry between Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie. Like, the two of them, I, yeah, I've seen, like, you know, everyone's seen interviews, the infamous couch joke. Oh, my God. For anyone who doesn't know, it's the joke where Anthony Mackie said that Sebastian Stan has a really good couch, and then Sebastian was like, he's literally never been to my house. <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. You don't want people wanting to, you know, come in your house and use your couch. I get it. But it's a really comfortable couch. And he, like, did in an interview, he explained, like, in depth what the couch looks like. And Sebastian was like, he's literally never been in my house. How would he know what my couch looks like? (laughs) Like, it's, like, I love their energy together. Like, they, like, just match each other very nicely. Um. So I think the chemistry between them, it's not going to feel forced. Like, it's not going to feel like they're acting. At least for me, I guess. 
I'm Drake I'm Bell not and sitting Josh here Peck looking like, oh, at the end. You know, these we these the two last actors who hate each other who are pretending to be best friends. <laughs> hey, I don't think they hate Stop. each other. Oh my god. Anymore. The Jonas Brothers. <laughs> they they yeah. used to hate each other. They don't hate each other anymore, but I definitely think there's resentment there. Anyways. <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't know does that does a whole about podcast those. about the Jonas Brothers and their hatred for each other. <laughs> Do you... the, the deep conspiracy theories on why they still hate each other. Joe Jonas is a clone. <laughs> That's so funny. Anyways. Um, yeah, I think everyone's... I'm definitely really excited for falcon and winter soldier i uh i know i i uh i've told my friends and my boyfriend of all people i'm like hey just so you know you know when you got your ps5 you ignored me for like a week this is it's gonna be the same thing when falcon and winter soldier comes out yeah i'm just i'm gonna be oh, mood I, we always you watch know, the, straight um, up just glued to my this, phone looking at conspiracy theories all this sort of no, stuff screen you know. screen crush or screen rant on youtube they they do awesome videos of like explaining all the different little easter eggs and theories about wandavision mostly they're pointing out the easter eggs and what it could mean for future episodes but same yeah i uh i didn't even think i was gonna be this into wandavision honestly like i thought it was just like I thought, you know, maybe I'll catch a couple episodes. I don't know. It doesn't look that interesting, that sort of stuff. And now I'm like, I literally stay up until 3 a.m. on Fridays um, just to, like, see it. Thursday night, Friday morning, 3 a.m. Um, that's when it comes out. So I'm, like, sitting here like, oh, my God, no, I want to. I need to stay up so I can see it when it comes out. I had someone today, um, one of my friends was like, I don't know if you saw the next episode of WandaVision. I'm like, you don't think I saw it? I've just been watching you don't think I waited and I'm like, I feel so bad it? because I'm like, I'm probably you just thought spoiling I didn't even all see these people in the break room for WandaVision every single week, but oh well. I forget it every week. <laughs> <laughs> so I just sit there. I turn on subtitles. I try to keep headphones? the volume low, but oh. yeah. Ooh. I'll always think about it like the Thursday night before and then I actually go Ooh. to you know go to work on Friday and then I'll be like That's dang it rough. I left my headphones at home yeah no that happens yeah. but I mean rip to those people in the break room <laughs> they're, just, they're just sitting there wondering out loud What's a new show I can watch? Oh, what about WandaVision? Oh, you're just like, um, <laughs> you kind of got it spoiled for you already. Sorry. Whoops. Um, but yeah, um, I, uh, I'm Mighty to get Heroes into is one whatever that meant. one show we were talking about is Avengers Assemble. Earth Mightiest Heroes. Yes, it's, it's that's pretty the one thorough. with like the. You in said you terms learned of, like, a lot of lore theory. from that. And it'll go through like most story arcs that happen and like general Marvel story arcs, except for Civil War. They don't they don't touch base on that that much, but they do go through the secret invasion and um with the scrolls, which we know is coming later in the MCU. So that's a good heads up for it. 
Um, they give the comic accurate explanation as to how Carol got her powers. <laughs> MCU kind of butchered it, but you know, it's whatever. Um, mm-hmm. no, I would not. <laughs> I, Will you be mad at me if I tell you that I fell asleep me during too. Captain Marvel? Because <laughs> I know, they like, I really story. wanted to like it. I really wanted to sit there and, like, understand. I need to go back and watch it, but I've now seen, I've seen it twice now. Dude. The first time I fell asleep, the second time I was at a drive-in and we left. No. We left in the middle the of the movie. They were trying so hard to No make, one like, was paying attention. It, Wonder like, Woman Part it, 2. There was that no they flavor. Just, they forgot what the heart was. The first Captain Marvel was a Cree, Captain Marvel, M-A-R hyphen V-E-L-L. Mm-hmm. He ends up crashing on Earth and mm-hmm. dying. And I think she okay. gets some of his blood somehow for like an infusion and ends up, you know, getting Cree blood. That's how that's how she gets her powers. It's not the Tesseract. It's nothing like that. It's Cree blood. Like just as general. So I th- I really don't think that she really got her mind wiped or anything like that and went back to the Cree homeworld. I think she just, you know, started getting powers and was like, whoa, what's going on here? And then ends up fighting the Cree because the Cree are crazy. The squirrels are crazy. A lot yeah. of different alien races are crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, but I, like, I kind of, I want to be able to watch it so I can understand everything that's going on with Monica in WandaVision. Like, I, I know people are talking about, like, oh, it's Captain Marvel talking in this one part, and they keep referencing I mean, her because her mom and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I really, I like, I want to know what is going Realistically, all you have on. to know is... But at the same time, like, I Cap- just... Uh, Carol I can't and sit Monica. through that movie. Like, I mean, Carol and Maria, Monica's mom, were best friends. They were in the Air Force together. They were one of the first Air Force pilots when females were just mm-hmm. being allowed to pilot airplanes in Project Pegasus, which I don't even know if they've gotten into explaining that yet, but mm-hmm. they were best friends. Monica dies. I mean, Maria dies. Monica's left. We saw that in WandaVision. Monica was just a mm-hmm. little girl, maybe seven or eight, when the events of Captain Marvel happened, so she just, she looked up to Carol. She thought she was the coolest thing. She changed her suit's colors to the red, yellow, and blue, and you know, gave her the iconic um, color scheme. And she just, she looked up to her. And so, you know, Captain Marvel went off to who knows where at the mm-hmm. end of the uh, Captain Marvel movie, mm-hmm. and just effectively, like, <laughs> said bye i don't care about any of y'all anymore so she's probably salty about that yeah and you know what i've i've heard like every time i'll tell someone like oh i didn't really like captain marvel like i left part of the way through it i you know it never really like captured my attention they're like oh she's not like you don't like her and the way that she acts and i don't like the way that she acts first off um but they're like oh well 
oh well you know she's yeah no it's a completely different flavor that's how iron man was and i'm like yeah but he's iron man iron man was a lovable cocky she's just like cold like give me yes exactly honestly she's just like a kind of like a rude cocky like her in uh like literally in get over yourself like, oh, even going to kill if Thanos. you want to argue tony was the same way like, tony would not have done that he would have been like okay Avengers. let's figure out a plan i have a plan attack come on follow me <laughs> we're just gonna attack this guy we're not gonna deal with plans but i'm not just gonna try to take this yeah. whole thing on my own yeah Yeah, and like I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna. I don't like being you can, the kind of person who's like, oh, I hate women. Like, no, I, I love women. I like, you know, you can like I judge love other people. Wonder Woman. That's just probably you my number one favorite like superhero movie in the entire them. genre. She's a woman. <laughs> I'm yeah. a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm obviously I'm a woman, but I, you know, you can sit here and say, you know, I'm a woman. I support women, but I can still judge them. You know, you can be a woman and not have to blindly support. You don't have to blindly support other women, support women who, you know, you have, you know, I guess you like what they're doing. I, you know, I'll support women who have small businesses just because, you know, I like what they're doing. They're trying to support themselves, whatever. If a woman is online calling another woman, you yes, know. Yes, exactly. It's being fat, judicious ugly, with, being you know. being rude, being mean, whatever. It doesn't mean you have to support her because she's a woman. Exactly. Yeah, just because she's a woman doesn't mean you have to like Captain Marvel. I don't, I don't like her writing. Just because. I don't like, like, exactly. I think she... I shouldn't be more recognized more publicly recognized love... than black widow exactly i don't think she should be more publicly recognized than wanda i think they should be on the same level you know you can't be slapping like obviously you're gonna slap captain america and iron man on everything they're like the leads of like everything doesn't mean that spider-man is not important doesn't mean that exactly you know the Hulk is important. They've been in the MCU with, like, the same amount of time. Yes. But I don't think you should be slapping Captain Marvel's face on everything just because she's a woman. Where's Where's the love for Black Widow? I have, a, yes. like, a Marvel shirt. She's, she is I, a good like, character. Like, I genuinely like Because it includes oh, Black Widow on it. Like, otherwise, you're... Yeah. Otherwise, you're just... Otherwise, you're just going to get, you know, shirts that have Iron Man, you know, Captain America, Spider-Man, and the Hulk. You're not going to have anyone else on there. I'm like, where's Hawkeye? Where's Natasha? Where is literally anyone else? Like, Natasha has been there for so long. And you're just like, yeah, let's slap Captain Marvel's face on everything because she's like a powerful woman. And I'm like, exactly. But Natasha is also a very powerful woman. And you're just, like, not including her in anything. Like, she's just now getting her like, first movie. As far as Captain Marvel, like, Monica I is in the comics during the 1980s run wish. of Secret War. That she could have had a she movie. She was Captain Marvel. 
I already like her better than I like Carol. That's my Captain. If we're going to say anything, that's my Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. I, I. Yeah. Uh, no, I love, I love Monica so far. Um, her storyline, all I've seen yeah. of her storyline, obviously, since I didn't watch Captain Marvel all the way through, is just from WandaVision. And she, from the episodes that she's been in, has this amazing character arc. She has this, like, amazing writing. I may not have known the beginnings of her writing. And, like, all I oh, really yeah. know is that she's tied to yes. Captain Marvel. But I, I already like her a lot more. Like, her story is interesting. I can sit there and be like, oh, I exactly. want to learn about Monica. I didn't, I didn't want to even watch Captain Marvel all the way through. Which, like, now I guess I have to force myself to. This is honestly part of the reason why I didn't watch Iron Man. Because I had these notions of, like, I yes. don't really like him. Like, I don't, like, necessarily love his character. But, you know, then I went through and I liked it. So maybe I just have to force myself to watch the movie. But from what exactly. I've heard, everyone, they're, they're exactly. like, you know, you either love the movie or you hate the movie and you're sexist. I'm like, but you it's, can it's dislike something. Of, I would argue a you type can of be a woman feminism. and not like another woman. That doesn't make you sexist. No. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm it's... not a feminist because I don't support Captain Marvel. It, you exactly. can you can dislike someone. Just because I don't like Hawkeye doesn't mean that I hate all of the Avengers. <laughs> Just because I don't like Hawkeye doesn't I mean, mean that I don't support. There's the also like there has been a conversation between me and my dad about how cross that bridge right DC now. I just don't like tends him. to handle but... female superheroes a lot better than Marvel does. They have a lot. Number one, numerically more. Number two, they they tend to be better developed. Oh yeah. So it's something that Marvel really has to work on instead mm-hmm. of you know pushing this sort of like toxic agenda that they mm-hmm. I feel like they kind of did with Captain Marvel where it was yeah and it it felt forced like you have they, to like her because she's a woman have these good female characters that would be great for their own movies and then they're like oh you you all have been complaining here <laughs> enjoy here <laughs> this is what we're giving you and it's just, it's lazy writing, like you said. It's just... A woman. There's a whole slew of issues with it yeah. that I feel are inherent with the way that they handled the release of the movie. And the the way they handled the storyline with the that, like, I'm just a girl theme that was, like, it was cringy because of yeah. the way it felt forced. Yes. Yeah. It, it just her whole character seems very forced like because I, I will say as far as you know Natasha's development and the fact that I you know we haven't seen her movie yet but as far as her development earlier on yeah like, and I have my Iron issues with the way that Joss Whedon handled her character in Age of Ultron very much but that's, that's only been character. one movie and in every other movie you know she she's a complex character Yeah, but the one thing that 
I, I, now, again, someone on TikTok pointed this out. The characters in, especially Natasha, I will use Natasha as, a, as yes. my example. A lot I mean, of the Wanda women does characters so much in the MCU, when they fight, they fight with their thighs. Rely on. So, legs, thighs, hips, all of that. You know, she's magic. But, you know, further back, oh, yeah. you know, um, perfect example in Civil War when um, Bucky was triggered into the Winter Soldier, she jumped on his face I mean, she... and wrapped her legs around his head. That is not... That's not fighting. <laughs> that's not... That's I mean, straight up... Like, okay, you're on that one, I can argue sure, for females, your legs are like, way stronger you than your upper body. Else. So literally. it is using a natural um, strength. Yeah there because i know for me my lower body strength is way higher i can like press leg press strength way higher out of shape than some guys can yeah no not but necessarily, at the same no. time i would go as far as to say yeah it doesn't need to be 90 percent of her fighting style she yeah, has no. You know, I understand what weapons. you mean there. It she doesn't need knives, to be like batons, leaning whatever. heavily on it. It's not, you know. Oh yeah, it could have been. Oh, definitely. Yeah, but I mean, as far as her character development, it could have been so much better. She was a very, you know, highly sexualized character. You know, in the beginning, Tony was, you know, talking about like. Which part of that, that I think was very a, you know interested in her, does, but not I in like a have like a as a coworker sort of facade at um, least in the and, earlier movies about flirting with people to get under their skin. Like, I mean, Obi Wan does it with Vendress if you watch the Clone Wars. Um, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. well, it's it's like. He was already with Pepper. That was an established relationship at that point. I don't... He would not cheat <laughs> I'll put on that Pepper. Out there. <laughs> it was a way, I think, of just... Yeah. It sounds bad. It it probably is bad, but, like, asserting dominance in the situation. Yeah. No, I understand. Oh, yeah. But, I don't know. I feel like... Natasha, she definitely deserved a movie before Captain Marvel. She deserves a lot more recognition for the part that she's played. You know, she's sitting there being, you know, kind of sexualized by Tony in Iron Man. Uh, She, you know, straight up was written to flirt with Captain America, kissed him, whatever. I know that was part of a mission, but she still kissed him. Like, you couldn't have done anything else. Um, And then, you know, she's you know, always talking about, you know, her relationship, I guess. Not even like a like a professional relationship, but like a flirty relationship. And then, you know, she's flirting with these people. That's her powers, you know, flirting and being sexualized. And I'm like, that's exactly, like, yeah, you yeah. can be powerful and be sexualized, but I'd prefer her to like not be. <laughs> like, you're trying to make this strong, powerful woman movie out of Captain Marvel, oh, she doesn't need to be sexualized to be powerful. Well, then why are you making Natasha take the brunt of it? She's been sexualized for years. 
And I'm excited because her movie, it doesn't seem like she's, you know, wearing heels and having her, you know, boobs in her face while she's running after a bad guy. You know, she's actually, you know, being comfortable and being able to yes, fight. Yes, and it but feels... I, you know, I don't think you can make one I strong think that's part of the woman issue empowering of why it feels so forced, like a publicity when stunt. When you've been that's sexualizing the, the other here. one for years. It feels like a giant publicity stunt because it feels like forced... Like, Wonder Woman, it was natural. Yeah. It was just, you know, here's a woman. She's strong. She's still a woman. <laughs> I mean, that's that's it. That's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Captain Marvel, it was like, yeah, she's strong. And she's a girl. Uh, well, yeah. Despite she's a girl, yeah. I think is the phrasing I'm looking for. The fi- despite the fact that she's a girl. And so, inherently, it's sexist. Yeah. Because of the way they handled it. Yeah. And yeah. And kind of like comparing it. So I, you know, I'm not a huge DC fan, but I still watch, you know, the Wonder Woman movies. I watched uh, whatever. What was the last one? Wonder Woman 1984. 84. So she is incredibly powerful. And of course, everyone, you know, they'll reference the fact that Gal Gadot is like, a goddess among women like she is beautiful but that's not her in character fact, she's not sitting around being like i know i'm yeah gorgeous. i can pull anyone that i want is and i'm literally just so i'm here to save that. people because you know right. she knows she's, she's not caring about she she's the beautiful. um the romance arc wasn't the forefront of the story it happened but that was yeah. not her intention and throughout the movie that was not the main thing Yeah. And you can have a romance arc for a character and not have that be their whole thing, you know? Obviously, they do that for men. They do that in, like, all men characters. You know, Iron Man, you know, Pepper was not his whole character arc. Peggy was not Steve's whole character arc until the poorly written ending. Um, You know, women are never their full character arc it's never a men's full character arc to be in love with a woman it's also you know it's you know he also has a wife and you know you can have a relationship in a character and not have it be this you know they're a character and this is why they're fighting is because of you know their significant other they're fighting to protect their significant other no she was fighting because she wanted to do what was right no and that inherently like you can't tell me that it's make it this big feminist movie because she doesn't have (laughs) that way significant other yeah like you can you can date a man and still support women like it it's not the same thing a romance art doesn't mean that you're not a feminist it's just you know she just was poorly written i guess she was just not, it was just not it. If she had a better arc, that would be great. If she, you know, was doing what was right because that's what she felt, that would be great. Yeah. But you can't shove it down her throats. She's doing what's right and she's a woman. You know, like that's just a, like a, a little too much. We're not going to be as receptive. Oh, yeah, just make she's her strong. 
you know, despite the fact that she's a woman. Exactly. Just Man, make her kick butt. And I don't, don't care about that. Li- I can see that she's a woman. You don't need to tell us. And, and they continually, like, during, I know you said you didn't finish yeah. the movie. During, they push don't make it that be, oh, because she's a woman. Consistently she's really movie. good at doing this. She's one of the first female pilots in the Air Force. So she's, you know, facing discrimination from her us supervisors about because she's a woman so that's there in your face you know she's facing discrimination when she goes to the Cree because she's emotional because she's like a woman and and it's just it's a constant issue that's being pushed being pushed that was never pushed in Wonder Woman that was set in 1917 Mm -hmm. there were a lot of sexist in 1917 (laughs) yeah Oh, absolutely. Like, this is this is going to be a perfect example. My mom was complaining because we oh, were watching yeah, the show. And in the show, they were wearing masks and they're talking about, you know, oh, we're in a pandemic. I was watching 911. Um, and, you know. To think about so, it. So, you know, that in Law & Order SVU, all of these shows are, you know, we're working through a pandemic. My mom was yes. like, I don't want, I live in a pandemic. I'm living in a pandemic. My shows don't have to show me what it's like to live in a pandemic. That's the same thing for these movies. For me, I don't want to be reminded I don't need of to it. see a woman being discriminated against and overcoming it. Yes, it's a good storyline, but I live that life. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. That's same. the life that I'm. And, I'm, I'm okay, this could just be my personal experience field. with my You don't have to tell me about discrimination. Really, that's not an issue for me. <laughs> I'm going to be honest here. I, I heard story of a lady who came in with this attitude mm-hmm. like Captain Marvel and dude they were like I guess nobody said anything to her but she would just like come in with a chip on her shoulder type ordeal and I think it's a very similar attitude to this sorry I'm having feedback on my microphone but um it's a similar attitude to what spurred this Captain Marvel movie and that Captain Marvel movie is perpetuating it it's perpetuating this toxic mindset in a lot of people and just i can't be okay with it yeah i feel like either way you're in the wrong you know like you're either liking a movie that's bad and just like supporting a movie that's just like it really doesn't give her much flavor she is like the flower of spices that's the character that she's been given and that she's created it's it's like it could have been so much better Captain Marvel yes. could have been so much like I would have loved to been able to sit here and support you know a women-led Marvel film you know she's overcoming yeah. this and fighting bad guys and I just there was no flavor to it no there was no. nothing to that that made me want to sit there and be like I love this character and that's been an issue with again Star Wars Ray. That's yeah. been an issue with her. It wasn't so bad with Ray, realistically. But I can, in some ways, understand, like, the the forced kind of um, way of handling a female character. And that's something that, as, you know, a general Hollywood has to get over. Yeah, Wonder Woman, I will praise day and night. Yeah. They handled it well. I feel like it's it's very much the mar the MCU is very much perpetuating a forced feminism. 
Yes. Like, oh, you have to like this character because she's a woman. And she's overcome stuff because she's a woman. And And because she's a woman, we don't have to write her well. And you have to like this poorly written character. Yeah. Or you're sexist. Yeah. And it's it's ridiculous. As a woman, like, I would... (laughs) I would have loved to been able to sit here and support Captain Marvel. Like, genuinely, I, I really wish I could. But I just, like, there's nothing to grasp onto. There's not a character, like, arc for me to feel. The, like, I'm sitting here, I feel discriminated against all the, all the time. Give me something special. Give me something special about her character, other than the fact that she is a woman who fights. Yes. And, like, I've I feel like they need to, like, Wonder Woman, she has, like, you know, this need for the, for helping the greater good, for doing what's good. And that's, you know, it's a very oversimplified character, but it's not, you know, she doesn't want to do good because of her lover. She doesn't want to do good because of this, that, and the other thing. She just wants to do good because it's what's good. And that's an oversimplification, but her character was so well-written that you don't really have to sit here and think about it. Yes. For Captain Marvel, I'm, like, grasping at straws. Like, why is she the way that she is? Like, give me give me a good reason. Not just like, oh, because she's a woman and she overcomes stuff. We all do. We're women. <laughs> I'm in a STEM field women are just like genuinely just generally discriminated against you don't need to tell me that that's why she's a superhero every single woman should be flying around you know fighting bad guys if that's how that is so like give me a good storyline give me some good writing for her yes because it's hard to cling on to it's just the forced feminism of the mcu yes that i just can't get behind I don't know. <laughs> We've been going on for uh, over an hour and a half. Yeah, I was I was checking the time. I was like, "Dang." <laughs> yeah, we should. I should probably eat dinner. Yep. I like got a craving from Moe's. Oh, true. Yes, I think they're ordering pizza here. So, um, oh. I think we pretty much covered every topic that we oh, talked pretty about. Pretty much, and and then some. <laughs> And the, yeah, <laughs> literally that entire last like thirty minute rant there <laughs> about how much we hated Captain Marvel. Oh my god! I you know she doesn't she have a second movie coming out eventually yeah. sometime. And listen, I... if anybody like starts really listening to this, we're probably gonna get some flack for it, but that's fine. It's a hill oh, I probably. will die on. Yeah, like I mean, I definitely rambled on. There's probably parts in there where I just straight up don't make sense. But uh... listen. <laughs> same but all i will say is like i i really wanted captain marvel to be better yes i really did i wanted to be able to get behind her and support her and you know it's a woman with the name of the company yeah you know i wanted to be able to you but got just... to stand for something or you'll fall for anything get it <laughs> <laughs> get get those big deep emotional quotes it was literally a country um, a music song. Oh, I swear to God, you send me one more playlist of country music that I don't listen to. You got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. I'll listen to, mu- I'll listen to country music if it's you singing. 
Okay. Like that. Like that. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, my AirPods are just about dead. So. Okay. Good talking uh, to you. So we'll probably, I don't know, plan another one in six months. Probably. Hey, it's just the annual, the biannual uh, podcast. Yeah, biannual podcast. We'll talk about everything that we got wrong the next time. Yep. Okay. Well, it was fun talking to you. You too. Bye. Bye. <laughs>